Welcome to a new episode of Set Lessing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and as we continue to go through our musical journey, I have Tom on the phone with me. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? I am great. Thank you for joining with me. No, um, absolutely. So uh, Tom has a fun story to share. But just like we make you eat your vegetables before you eat, get to dessert, uh, we're going to go through the meal first, and then we'll kind <laughs> of have a uh, – but I promise it's worth it. Tom, tell me a little about yourself. Well, I'm, I'm from – I'm 22. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I go to school in Philadelphia up at LaSalle University. I'm getting ready to graduate there. Um, I'm, a, I'm a business student up there, so um, I'm just up on the East Coast, and I, I was – I, I grew up kind of my formative years. I, I started listening to Bruce. I, I, my story is always I was trying to figure out an artist that I could rally behind. And uh, my dad was like, well, what about Bruce Springsteen? And I was like, oh, yeah, he plays Dance in the Dark and the Glory Days song and Born in the USA. He was like, okay, go in, go on iTunes. I'm going to buy these two songs for you. He bought Born to Run and Jungle Land. And he said, I'll see you in 15 minutes and tell me what you think. And it was just like, you know, the the eyes, my eyes were opened. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I just fell in love with the music and just first I fell in love with just the raw rock and roll of it and then as I got older I started actually listening to it um, why it what the lyrics meant when they were written why they were written that way where Bruce was and just it in it I always found that it, there's no song that can't relate to any portion of your life that Bruce has whether it's uh, you know the happiest or saddest moments of your life there's Bruce has always got your back with uh, with some some way that you can express that and I just found myself as I learned more and read more and listened more and just interacted more and I saw him live and that changed everything and I've been lucky enough to see him five times and every time it's been better than the next than the last very nice um I want to go back for a moment you grew up in St. Louis yes Yes, Uh, baseball fan huge go cards so 2011 Go card, yeah. Game six. I'm Game. in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> Truly one of the most depressing nights of my baseball <laughs> watching life. So just wanted to share that with you. Well, um, we're all on the same page. <laughs> a few years ago, we actually went up to St. Louis for a um, some people up there uh, do a bourbon and uh, banter. And they um, blog, and he was having a dinner with um, Angel's Envy. Oh, and wow. my wife and I decided, hey, you know, we should go. We can meet the master distillery who does that. Uh, and so it's this little bitty uh, country club. I, I do not remember what part of uh, St. Louis, but, you know, I had friends from St. Louis and said, you know, got to have the, um, the toasted raviolis, which yep. were amazing. Lived, lived up to the hype. 
They're the best. Yeah, and so we did the arch. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, we're doing the whole um, you know touristy thing, and we're looking over at the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife's like, "What's wrong? It's too soon." <laughs> and this is like in 2013 or something, 2014. It's too soon. It's too soon. Oh, and I took a picture and sent it to my son. My son is now 27. He's like, too soon, too soon. So we're, we, 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 we're sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. It, it was within one pitch twice. It was the greatest world series just back and forth that I'd ever seen. And when he, when, when he hit that home run, we knew it was over. They didn't. Oh. Even, they didn't need to play Game Seven. Because you're just like, oh my goodness. When, well, but before that, when, um, when Josh Hamilton, you know, hit it. Oh yeah. And, you know, and we brought it in. It's like, oh, you know, here's this Josh Hamilton. He's had all these problems. Oh, talk about a hero. Oh, this is great. You know, this is majestic. And then. Boom. Just boom, you know, boom. and it's 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 Trip why, up. as much as I love football, baseball is the greatest game in the world. It's the greatest because you, you can't run out the clock, and you don't know what's going to happen. You, it's, and, it's it's one instant and it's one yeah. little play to another. And and you know you have to play and you have to give your other guy, you know, the, the opponent a chance. And so, I just wanted to get that out there. It's good. We we can move forward. I promise. Yes, we can. I promise. Well, um, I had the Philly Elvis on the podcast a few oh, months did you ago. Really? Yes, he did. I did that show. And oh wow, I I should hear talk to you about. I want to hear about that. But what was great is he said afterwards. He goes, "I never thought I'd be friends with a cowboy fan." And I said, <laughs> "Well, Bruce brings us all together." Yeah. <laughs> about we um, all just hold hands. Exactly. Um. So your dad is the one that led you to Bruce. What kind of music did your uh, family listen to when you were growing up? We listened to country music. We listened to okay. a ton of country music. And my dad always – we were very eclectic. We, we, there was nothing that we didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, so we grew up with mostly country. Okay. But we also had some exposure. Like you get like the Eagles, Billy yeah. Joel, Beatles, Rolling yeah. Stones. And then I just found Bruce on my own. And I remember at the time I just wanted an artist that I can say, this is my favorite artist. Right. This is my favorite musician. And I found him. You know, um, one of the things I found interesting as listening to you, Tom, is I agree with you. My wife asks sometimes, really, you don't get tired of listening to Bruce? And, and, and I do have other music I listen to, but overall, it's Bruce because yeah. I agree with you. There is something for whatever mood you're feeling. Yeah, anything. It can be yeah. anything. Right. And uh, if you need a, you know, to be motivated, if you need to, you know, cry in your beer, just yeah. whatever you need, he's got it there. My workout playlist is Bruce. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It's live Bruce. Ah, very nice. Um, any specific songs that uh, make it? I I've I always start. I've been starting with his cover of "Burn in Love" that he played in Nashville a couple years ago. I, I was at that show. Uh, Since we're talking, that was a great cover. Yes. Uh, would do anything to be there. Um, I'll Born to Run. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put Promise Land on. I'll put Rosie on. I'll put You Can Look What You Better Not Touch on. I'll put Cadillac Ranch on. 
Yeah. Um, working on the highway. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, meet me in the city. Yeah. Uh, and then wrecking ball. Those okay. are my big ones. That's a good, um, I would, um, do a lot of walking to, you know, kind of, and one of the things that I, American land, oh, I, I love God. that upbeat. And then from the, um, the, um, winnings in Ireland, you know, in Dublin, yeah. The, uh, the Tom, bring us home. Yeah. And he goes, you know, uh, this little lot of mine. Oh, I just, I love that one. I just, I my, love that one. My feet start moving a little faster just without even thinking. Every day, every day. Yeah, every, every day. day, every day. So, um, do you get a few weird looks because you're singing along or you're dancing to that beat that? <laughs> You know, when my headphones are in, yes. it's my own little world and everyone else is just in it. I, I got a funny look. I was on the treadmill and I was listening to Born to Run. I did the count off and mm -hmm. I, I screamed it and the lady next to me like almost jumped off her treadmill. I was, I was like, I'm not sorry. Yeah. I'm just not. Um, this past Saturday, there is a local Dallas um, Bruce cover tribute band. It's hard to tell which. They don't – you know, they try to sound pretty close. Yeah, um, I've heard of those. Yeah, so it's Thunder Road, and okay. um, and I was up there listening to them. They're pretty good. I'm trying to get them on the podcast. But yeah. what was funny is, um, you know, they're doing 10th Avenue Freeze Out, and I keep waiting for them, and I say it, and this is <laughs> the important part. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, um, and I and they did Waiting on a Sunny Day. Oh. And I was, um, they said, yeah, you know, a quasi deep cut. Um, and obscure deep cut as they called it because they normally if they only have like an hour hour and a half set they are very hit centric yeah they're playing you know? the big ones exactly they're, they're playing yeah. the big five right and um and i kept I, I i live tweeted are they gonna have a kid join them on stage and so did they get one <laughs> no they didn't they, uh... did, they did not um they were playing it straight and i would have it's a good thing i'm not in the band because i would want to do uh, some of Bruce's shtick, you know, <laughs> because it's like, come on, let's have fun with it. Yeah, you're. It's a Springsteen song. It's a exactly. Springsteen song. Um, so Tom, you've mentioned five times you've seen him. What was the first time you saw him? I saw him on the Working on a Dream tour. I okay. think it was towards the end of 2009 um, when he was in St. Louis. My dad took me, okay. and I'll never forget it. Uh, that was I, I got to see Clarence. Yes, and that was really special. Uh, they played, they played Rosie at that show and I, I called it. My dad was like, there's no way they're going to play it. And I was like, I, I got, I have faith. I have faith. Um, then I saw him my first year of college. I saw him in Philadelphia at Citizens Bank Park for Wrecking Ball. Okay. And I saw him in Hershey for High Hopes. Oh, that's a big, that's a good show. Yeah. Be True, Lost in the Flood for yeah. you. Um, Why Did Day, oh, great show. It was just an unbelievable show. Mm -hmm. And then I saw him in Philadelphia again um, for the River Reunion Tour. And then I just saw him last night uh, for the same tour in St. Louis. Um, I'm going to ask you what I've been – a lot of my friends have asked me, and I'm curious. Um, did you – did it bother you that two-thirds of this show was the same as the one you saw before? 
No. Um, and I thought it would when I first found out, when I first read he's playing the river from beginning to end. But when you realize how big the river is yes, and how eclectic it is and how it's happy and sad and laughing and crying and it it's, makes you think and it makes you feel and it makes you feel like you're at a party, that it's just so much that it, you really can't complain. It, mm-hmm. It's And to say that I've seen the river played from beginning to end twice – that's really something special to me. And I don't think that I think it's easy to be a stuck up fan and be like, well, I want this and this and this and this, but you're getting just so much more when he's playing that album from beginning to end. I just, I, and then the more, it just encouraged me to listen to it, like actually sit down and listen to a record. And it it was, it it was really special. It it was just special. I I felt. Um, I think it's fascinating that a 66 year old artist is looking at an album he made when his 30s with a different perspective like when he talks about independence day and how he and his father wanted to show how they loved each other but from his the narrator of the song you know the bruce is you know all he's seeing is his parents you know how they've compromised and how they've given up and how i'm never going to do that and now then at 66, he's seeing the compromises he's had to make. Yeah. And it's a different perspective. Yeah. And, and I really, and I really appreciated how he slows it down. He explains it. Cause I think that song is one of those ones that gets lost. Everyone was the great, the great independence day, but no one can really um, talk about it. And mm-hmm. you just listen, you listen to it. And it just sets the tone from the, the first line of the song, the Papa go to bed. Now it's, it's like, it's just it's it's a reflection in it, and especially as him being where he is now. Instead of, I would have loved to hear what he sounded like when he sang it when he was thirty. Yes, I, I agree. Um, the the joy of the songs um, is really diverse on the river. I agree, and I don't know if there would be another album. I'm not saying this is his greatest album. I'm saying it is the best album as far as doing a live show. Yeah, to, and it to, works to do multiple times. Absolutely, right. and it it just works. And he did he did on, at the end of working on a dream. He was playing albums from beginning to end, and right. I, I played Born to Run from beginning to end, and I thought nothing could top that. Right, and and, and you can make an argument that the river does. It, yes. it just it, it's just complete. It's whole. It's a story. And I'm going to give you a softball, Tom. Um, this is I, I, and please don't say duh, but um, I am not sure if I've ever seen the band having more fun than they are this tour. It's 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 really special to just see them all smiling and they're just moving. It looks like they're just so happy to be there. And I didn't think that they in they're they're. They're all Bob Bruce's age too, so it's not right. easy on them. But they yeah. just giving it; they're just giving it everything that they possibly have, and it, it's just unreal. When you watch Max, and he, he's just bringing it. Oh, he is, and when you also think that um, Niels wasn't there when they recorded "The River," neither right. was Patty, and right. then certainly not Jake and Charlie, but. You know, the the people you think of the core now, the Neils and Patty, you yeah. know, seeing this different perspective. When I was at Pittsburgh, I saw the joy and 
I get the feeling, and this is just my opinion, yeah, they know that the time in front of them is shorter than the time behind them. I, I was thinking I was thinking ahead. the second we see Bruce not crowd serve hungry heart, that's gonna be like the okay. Yeah. We're getting close. And they know that they have only a finite amount of time left. And we don't know what that number is. We don't know at all. But of doing this and um we just had a guy on our local sports station who went to he was at the show at St. Louis last night. Yeah. By the way, he mentioned a certain uh point in the concert that we're going to get to in a minute. <laughs> and I was smiling in the car driving home. Um that and he said there was so much joy. He said for three and a half hours you forget and I'm going to quote him. You forget you're in a bad marriage. You forget you have a horrible job. You forget that your kids hate you. You forget every bad thing in your life. And for three and a half hours, you just have joy. And you're just thinking it's all you can think about. And yes. you're just so happy. And it doesn't feel – it feels like 10 minutes and it's well, over. One of the guys on the show has never seen him, a guy named Danny. And he's yeah. like, I cannot imagine doing anything for three and a half hours. And the other two hosts were like, it won't feel like that way. Yeah. In, fact, in fact, I will tell you, when I went to Louisville, I was – they're playing Shout. And I tweeted, now then, you know, it's over. And yeah. now I have to wait till April to see Bruce again, and I'm a little sad. Yeah. And then – when everyone had left and you know max had given away his drumsticks yeah and all of a sudden bruce put on his guitar and they did bobby jean uh, i feel like i got a brand new show it's like yeah. oh look it's a bonus song it's, it's, it's overtime yeah it's overtime we got extra innings yeah how cool um the when is there anything Tell me about album. Well, f first question is, do you prefer the E Street Band this way or the E Street Band Orchestra or on steroids, like for Wrecking Ball? Do you have a cho do you do you have a preference? I I had the, I had only seen the E Street Band on steroids um, okay. before I saw this. Mm -hmm. um, now I, I've watched so many videos of the old yeah. of archival concerts and everything. Yeah, and I liked I. I like the aspects of the full band. I love the horns. I think the horns added oh, another element. When they I, do like shackled and drawn, yeah, it's just amazing. Uh, and they just add a little color. Right. And I think that's their that's their purpose. Yeah. Um, now, and that also matches up more with Bruce's earlier music. Right. Uh, now, I loved the setup. I loved just the E Street Band. I loved it. I love the smaller stage. I love you. You're just – the people who made the record are right in front of you. And it, it was just – it's more it, – to me, it was just genuine. It was a genuine – this is where – it was Bruce saying this is what we are. No matter what, this is where – what we do. It, and, uh, and from my perspective, I have always said I love it on steroids, the orchestra. But yeah. this is an awful big sound. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, I, a, it's a monster. It is a monster sound. Uh, Tom was uh, – the, my the guy that's on the radio was talking about – I guess this is in a smaller venue than normal. That it, was about, it was about 10,000 people. It's a newer arena um, okay. where St. Louis University plays basketball. 
and it's really there's not a bad seat in that building. Um, it's only two levels. It's only there's an inner bowl, and then there's like their 200 level would be the 100 level at any other big typical arena. So it was really it, everyone is just on top of each other, like in a good way. It, it's not crowded. It's just a really intimate space, and I think it just fed Bruce. I really did. I th- it was it, it was an unreal crowd. The crowd was in the palm of his hand. That, that is what um, Corby, the guy saying the same thing. He said it was, um, you know, a smaller venue. Everyone was just going crazy. The band sounded wonderful. Um, just awesome. Um, is there any albums or songs that mean a great deal to you? Like that you, you've already mentioned, Tom, that, the Springsteen songbook covers all phases of a life. But is there something there you go back to maybe when you're struggling or when you need before a big test or something going on? I always fall back on Promised Land. Um, that's always just my personal favorite. I love okay. the way I love the way that he played it on the Darkness tour when he would introduce it with the harmonica and then bring the band in with Clarence. Um, mm-hmm. But this, I think the message of it is really, really powerful. Um, it's got the good, it's got the bad, it's got mm-hmm. it, it. It can apply to either your good times or bad times in life. Or if I want to slow it down, maybe I'll listen to like an acoustic thunder or acoustic born to run. Okay. Uh, it, that that's a really when you actually slow down and listen to the lyrics you see just how powerful a song born to run is um it, it really it depends on where i am in my life i i have my set favorites that i'll always listen to i'll always love cadillac ranch i'll always love rosie i'll always love sherry darling um i always love growing up uh one of my other favorites is uh new york city serenade that's just another if you just want to sit and meditate for a couple minutes, you just put New York City Serenade on and you just listen to it. I, I it, it really is determined. I say if all else fails, I go straight to Promised Land. It, but okay. it really just depends. I, I try to I try to match it to my mood. Okay. How many of these um, river songs are have been on your you know your Bruce Springsteen bingo list that you have wanted to hear live. Sherry Darling was I wanted to hear. It. I I love Sherry Darling. Sherry Darling was one of my favorite favorite songs. Um, okay. I'd always I I remember looking at set lists where Sherry Darling was, and if it was a show right before or after me, I would be so upset. <laughs> um, uh, another one was Cadillac Ranch. I love, I just think Cadillac Ranch was one of those early songs that I found when I was just figuring out who Bruce was. That was just a fun. Just a, I think the appropriate way. It's just a fun little song yeah. it, where Bruce just goes nuts on a guitar. So I was really happy I got to see both those now twice. Yes. Uh, and so, but like other songs that I really wanted to see um, when I listened to the album, Jackson Cage and The Price You Pay were the yes. two I really was looking forward to hearing. And Price You Pay Live was just arguably the best show the best song played it in the show last night um that and out in the street are were two of my favorites last night i love drive all night oh drive all night just it's so just slow and just just moody and it's just really wonderful 
and and you don't know, and I don't think you know what Drive All Night is unless you've either seen it live or you've listened to the river. And I think when he plays that, it kind of brings everyone together because even the people who've never heard Drive All Night go, "This is a really beautiful song." Yeah. Like just a, it's just a, it's a ballad. So Tom, this is the point in the interview where I usually ask if you have any special memories or stories that are Bruce related. <laughs> so. I'm, let's do a little bit of a preamble. Um, so you play guitar. I do. Talk yes. about how you started playing or, you know, is I your... Thought, I ahead. thought guitar was the coolest instrument growing up. I thought it was just, it, it, it was just a fun, it was it was like, I watched people play, I was like, that's a cool guy. Like, that's just a cool person. And so I, I tried to learn to play when I was eight and I was getting pretty good um, and I was catch it on and I and I didn't understand what practice meant. I was just really immature and really young and I don't want to practice and like right. tenure. So uh wound up my teacher, my parents didn't like anymore. And so and because I wasn't practicing, they just kinda nixed it all. Okay. Fast forward to the end of my freshman year of college and I just started seeing my friends play. I started listening to Bruce just a lot more. Just a, a lot, a lot more. Like finding out like be tra- listening to tracks and listening to darkness from beginning to end. And, and I said, God, wouldn't it just, I, I just want to learn how to play these. And so I grabbed my old guitar and for about six months, I just retaught myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it, it was therapeutic. It was my little, when work sucked, I, I would come home and play guitar. Work was great. I'd come home and I'd play a happy song on guitar. Um, I, I, and my parents for my, 20th birthday said okay we'll we'll go halves with you on a brand new guitar and i got this beautiful acoustic sunburst fender um it's just my it's my baby and i play it every day um it doesn't matter how how little how long uh, i just i it's my little it's my little uh, escape Okay. And I love it. And I only play it for me. I've I have an electric guitar as well that I've played live. Um, I got a band together and we did a Born to Run live, and that was fun. I got to play Bruce Springsteen for a day. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So just learning guitar was it was fun to learn a new just skill, but it mm-hmm. it, it means a lot more when I'm playing the music that I love, and that's that's why I, I enjoy it so much. Okay. Um. And this is just for fun because I heard you're you're getting your degree in business. Yes, yeah, okay. this is totally fun. now. Hey, if someone comes calling and thinks that I got it, I will follow uh, absolutely. that. Absolutely, okay. I I will do. I would love to be able to use that to just to make my life. But yeah. uh, there are people who are better than me, okay. <laughs> and I. But it's okay. I have fun. I play for me. I play for my own enjoyment. In a lot of ways, Tom, I podcast for me. Um, yeah. You know, I just I love talking to Bruce fans. I just love hearing their story, and whether people download it or not, um, I prefer that they download it. But I just enjoy this experience. Love talking yeah. to fans of all different, you know, countries and ages because it's it's so unique. And it's so it's so wide, and you get a different story every time. You do. Um, now, Tom, are you always a pit person when no, you go to a just- show? Last night was in God. I wanted to be a pit person forever. Last night, my in St. Louis was my first pit show, and I lucked out with the lottery. Like it all, every everything that happened was because I got a good lottery number, and it was mm-hmm. just it was surreal. Bruce was five feet from me; he was now, right there. 
so it's a small venue. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how did you get the tickets for this? Um, it was a, a Christmas present from my parents. Um, Very they, nice. They bought me a ticket, and they said, "This is the best ticket we can get you. This is this is your shot at the at the pit." Uh, and I knew the lottery system, so I knew that there was a risk that wouldn't. And I was just so happy, so excited. It lined up with my spring break at school. It, it just it was surreal. Now, was part of the reason so that you'd come home and visit? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Nothing wrong. I mean, I'm doing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it's my last. Uh, this will probably be because I'm going to move to Philadelphia permanently. Okay. So my it's good to be home with my parents for just uh, one 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 last week before we go on this crazy little journey called adulthood. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, did you? Um, what number were you, and what number got called? I was I was seventy six. The number that was called was six oh three, and okay. they took uh, the the pit fit five fifty. Okay. So we got a pretty good draw. Okay, good. And um, yeah, were you? Did you go with someone? I was with a family friend of mine whose name is Catherine Solis. Uh, we're Bruce fans together. She, I went to high school with her son. Okay. Um, and we're we're they're close friends. Of, uh, she's a close friend of my mom. So it was um, one of her friends and her son and myself. Oh, very nice. Um, yeah, it was fun. And made a lot of friends in the queue made so, and pit. Made, made so many good friends. Made friends because out in the out in the lines outside of the arena, we were all just praying together that we'd get the good draw and then when we got into the pit we had three hours to kill standing there so i talked with this really nice guy from australia named uh rion who's following five shows starting in st louis he's going to phoenix on thursday um and he he wound up being my buddy through the entire night so it was cool and then there was this there were these uh Four younger people next to us. They they were from Nebraska, and they were they were just so happy to be there. Um, they were just the the nicest people in the world. And then this this older man Kirk was in front of me, and he was so happy to see a young kid like me there. So it was a, it was a little nice little unit, and we all talked the entire time. Just the nicest people you'd ever meet. I I've always said I'm too old and too fat to do the pit. But, you know, when a 91-year-old woman does it, I kind of feel like I'm, maybe I'm just too lazy. Um, but that is awesome. And um, so Bruce isn't doing a lot of signs this time. No, he's um, not. And, and if I have a regret about this tour, um, I've really loved the whole sign thing and the, you know, spontaneity of this. Yeah. But um, I... Go ahead. Oh no, I I agree. I think the signs have become uh, their own animal, but they were unique, and Bruce loved it. And, yes. And, it, and so it, it, now I don't think it took away from the show. No. But I I do I do think that it that he recognizes the importance that the fans bring some yes. sort of their their own energy to right. it. Right. But Tom, uh, you didn't care that this isn't no. a sign thing. I did not. <laughs> you decided that, hey, I want to make a sign anyway. I'd never done it before, and I, I'd seen so many shows where he would play signs. And when my one friend got a sign picked up in Rochester, and he played both sides of it. He played, I'm going down, and I want to be with you. And I was like, okay. So it's in it's within the realm of possibility. Okay. So the same friend at Hershey made a sign that said, can we jam with the E Street Band? And Bruce brought him up on stage, and they played the end of Dancing in the Dark for about maybe a minute and a half. 
Okay. And I was so painfully jealous. Just so, oh, that should have been me. So I said, okay, when I get pit tickets, I'm going to try to get on. I'm going to try and get on stage. And so I said, but I'm not going to get on for a little bit. I'm going to get on for, I want to be a part of the show. Um, Go big or go home. Right. Go big or go home. And I've been on a stage for 10 years of my life. I've been performing. So I knew I'd be completely at ease being with like, he's almost one of my, he's like my best friend. Bruce Springsteen is one of my, my best friends. So Tom, I did not, how, what have you been performing? Um, I've been doing theater since I was in high school. I've also been doing improvisational um, theater and comedy as well. Okay. Um, and I've been doing that um, ever since I was a sophomore in high school. Any roles that I would recognize? I was in, I was Pharaoh in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Ooh, Dream. Okay, nice. Was, um, I was J.B. Bigley in How to Succeed in Business. Ooh, nice. I was uh, the director, Christopher Belling in Curtains. And okay. then I was in some, uh, some lesser known shows like Drowsy Chaperone, Crazy okay. for You. All right. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. So, so yeah, I've, I've, I've had a good run. So performing is in your blood it's important to me it's who i am all right very nice that's good that'll serve you well in business yes Uh, having a little bit of showmanship is not a bad thing little confidence goes a long way absolutely yes all right so your what did your sign say it said can i work on the highway with the street band with a picture of me and bruce uh that i photoshopped of me leaning up against his shoulder like the born born to run um album so why working on the highway that's one of my top favorite songs it's just it's a song that just is fun i i saw it the first time i ever heard working on the highway was in st louis in 2009 he played it and i just remember i didn't know the words i didn't know what it was but i Mm -hmm. i I, I turned to my dad and that was fun Okay. And he was like, yeah. And so I just started listening to it, learned the words. It was one of the first songs I taught myself on guitar. Um, it's is, a is it an easy uh, song to play on the guitar? The chords are easy. The strumming is uh, a little more difficult. But once you get it, uh, it kind of makes sense. The, um, I've, I've watched people... You know, Bruce has had other people join him on stage. Yes. And they not not all of them can play a guitar. Right. You know, they're just kind of playing along. And so um, as I was watching you, uh, spoilers, mm-hmm. um, you know, this this ends happily, people. Um, <laughs> it did not look like you were changing chords a lot, but then I caught you doing that. It so, was – it was between um, – they played it in C, which means okay. that the chord progression was going to just be a basic uh, G and C and maybe a D mixed okay. in there. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I does seem like that would be a weird – and weird as in you've got to get that rhythm right on that strumming, that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, you know, going. And, so. And if you don't, it really stands out. So you got to be sure that – even. imagine. If the, just it's it's really important to the song so you got your sign you've made yes. friends and um the show starts and you're going down the river and you're just at this point i assume just lost in the concert I, I'm, I'm sitting there in uh, at price you pay. I go, okay, price you pay. Uh, 
is the third to last song. So I have Drive All Night and Wreck on the Highway. And I had just I had just enjoyed the concert up to that point. I, I didn't even think about my sign. I just made sure that I didn't uh, lose it. Now he starts playing Drive All Night and I turned my sign around because it folded out. Wreck on the Highway, I was getting it ready. I had it folded out. And then at, uh, at the end of Wreck on the Highway, Bruce went to the river and he brought the house lights up. And I stuck my sign in the air, and it's it's about four feet by four feet. It was a it was a big sign. It is a big sign. And uh, I just I in I saw him, and everyone around me kind of worked with me. And okay. I and I saw and I see Bruce, and someone in front of me goes, "He's reading it," and I see him mouthing, "Can I work on the highway with the E Street Band?" And he looks at me, and he goes. What do you want to do? And I yell back. I go, I want to sing this with you. And he goes, what do you do? I said, I play guitar. And he goes, oh, you play guitar. I'm like, yeah. He goes, what key do we play working on the highway in? And I go, you play it in C. And he turns to the band. He's kind of half kidding. He goes, do we play it in C? What what key do we play that song in? And and, uh, Stevie walks up to him and goes, it's in C. And everyone around me goes, he said C. And I'm yelling, I'm like, I'm right. I said it was C. And he goes, all right. He goes, come on up. And I get pushed up on stage and I run up and Bruce uh, grabs the mic and he walks up to me. And he goes, what's your name? And I said, I'm, I'm Tom England. And he goes, Tom, I hope you know what you're doing. <laughs> I, I'm going to stop you there because there's a couple of videos of this on the internet and it has gone viral i don't know as much as patrick's note excusing his daughter um but it's early yet right yeah, yeah um, let's, let's hope yeah let's hope so um but it does seem it he seems amused yeah he seems like it's fun and it also feels like the band is on your side it feels like the band is on my side it feels like stevie wants this to happen and i think bruce is sitting there going all right, let's see what we got. Let's see if you can do this. And I and I knew I could. I, I knew okay. I'd be able to. Um, and, and I walk back, and he goes, let's get him a guitar. And they walk out, and they try to give me an electric. And Bruce goes, no, 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 give him an acoustic. And I went, great, thank you. Right. Because um, I play acoustic so much better. And so then he turns to me. He's like, all right, grab it. And I'm like, yep, I got it. He's like. He's like, you ready? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to come in with the band. And he goes, all right, you come in with the band. And I, <laughs> I've studied the song live enough to where it's just one of my favorite like workout right. jams. He plays it acoustic by himself first. Mac, yes. Max brings him in, and then he does – and then he sings the and first half. And often spits water. Yeah, he did that. He was – while I was getting the guitar all set up, he was getting the water all in his mouth. Okay. Um, And so then – I walk over to Stevie and I'm just strumming. I'm watching Bruce play and I'm just watching his hand, his strumming hand. And I'm just trying to, I go to the bottom of the guitar and I just start doing it. And I went, okay, I got it. Good. And so then I'm just standing there waiting and Stevie Van Zandt looks at me. He goes, you're ready. And I look right at him and I just go, I've been waiting my entire life for this. I'm so ready. And he starts laughing. And so then Bruce is getting, he goes, going down and so we're in trouble on their shirt. And I hear him go, come on, Tom. And then I just come in with the band and the place just goes nuts. The, the everyone, like everyone's seen that I'm actually playing the guitar. I'm not, I'm not strumming low. I'm not strumming over. I am right. playing the guitar. Um, and so I'd sang, I sang the backup vocals with Stevie, uh, he working on the highway, Bruce going down the blacktop, and we did that. And then after the first verse, 
I went over and I met Bruce in the middle of the stage and we're just playing guitar jamming and like on the dun, 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 the band stops. And I think that was the part he was going to try and see if I would get tripped up, but I didn't. I just stopped with it and I looked right at him and he get, he like nodded his head and we both smiled and we just went right back into it. And it was just, it was just the greatest experience. It was about 24 hours ago. It was about yeah. this time last night. It was and, just surreal. Um, you, um, it is a wonderful um, video um, yeah, because it, it really does. And um I don't know if you remember a few years ago, back in 2013, uh, Kristen Chenoweth um, had a music teacher named Sarah Horn join her on stage. And yeah. it was absolutely beautiful. I mean, Sarah had this amazing voice, and Kristen Chenoweth was almost speechless. And afterwards, um, there was a lot of, well, this was a setup. It, this could never happen this way. And um, Sarah went on a blog and said, I promise you it wasn't set up. And she wrote, you know, a long blog talking about this. Um, yeah, a lot of people who thought I was a plant in the crowd. And that's it, why I'm bringing this up because um, – and Tom, I'm not just saying this because you're – I'm a polite man. You really – you could tell you're comfortable on stage and you were paying attention and you knew the song. Like, I don't yeah. know if it was, hey, let's do, you know, um, you know, um, you know, uh, something from, you know, tracks or something. I, but you could tell you knew the song and you were paying attention to Bruce and the band. I was a part of the E Street Band. So the job yeah. of the band is to do the song and I, it's following Bruce's lead. Yeah. So I just I just went along, and there were people who thought there was one rumor I was a Make a Wish kid, and no, I just made a I just made a big goofy sign. Yeah. Um, and I just I, I've I've loved listening to the live version of that song. I just know how it goes. I know where the pauses are and the rests and the breaks are. Right. And I think when Bruce saw that I did that, he he appreciated it. And then we were just, it was just, it, I was playing music with my friends. Like that's really what it felt like. It felt like I was playing. It felt like no one was in the arena other than us. And then I would yeah. look at the crowd and just feed off their energy. It, it was surreal. Tom, what's going through your mind? I'm saying in my mind in that point, I'm going, you got the strumming. Don't worry about it. I'm not even worrying about the guitar. I know what my fingers are doing. I'm more so just kind of taking advantage of the moment. Um, I'm more, I'm mostly paying attention to the song and trying to put on a good show with Bruce. Okay. Um, and then kind of towards halfway through, I said, I, I went, I'm on stage with Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I just went for it. Yeah. I, I, I just started losing it and it worked. And when Bruce would come over and he would be like, he would, he would kind of dance with me. I would just dance back. I did what I would do if I were with my buddies. Like, yeah. And that's what it felt like. I have said that um, all apologies to Walt Disney, uh, the happiest place on earth is a Bruce Springsteen concert. It is. And, uh, you know, we had the two brothers back in 2014 that got on stage in Houston for No Surrender. Yep. And, you know, that video, I think, is the definition of joy. Yeah. 
And then I was at Louisville where the five sisters got on stage. We want to dance with them. And um, I'm working to get them on the podcast, but I got to meet them after the show. And to yeah. have those five sisters all on the show, I'm like, okay, that's that's a tie now. It's close. Yeah. Tom, seeing you on there and the smile on your face and the joy you're seeing is right up there and and i it's such a gift not only to you but i think to all fans that you go look at this sob bruce <laughs> springsteen is sitting there granting wishes he is just sitting there and pulling people from the stage and giving them this once in a lifetime experience yeah it and i in the way that I've been telling the stories, I got lucky. Mm -hmm. If I if I don't get the right lottery drawing, this all doesn't happen. Um, if I make a really terrible sign, it doesn't happen. If I answer the question wrong, he probably he doesn't want to risk bombing. Right. It, it all just happened, and I really do think it was just. I I I've, I told my friends forever. I'm going to be on stage with Bruce Springsteen. Mm -hmm. Like I've been telling them that for years, and every time it was. Okay, all right, Tom. Yeah, you will. Whatever. And and I still remember just the calm I just felt. Yeah, I I was so calm. I was so comfortable. They were they welcomed me on stage, and everyone in the crowd just welcomed me into the show, and that was really important too. So, it, Tom, I'm going to sound like a dad for a moment, and I'm going <laughs> to sound like this. Uh, I have been a um, call center manager for over thirty years. When you – and you will face a point where you are faced with a challenge when you are sitting there going, you know, kind of like uh, Matt Damon in The Martian talks about, you know, you're going to talk about I may die and you just yeah. – you make a plan. You can go, I've performed with the E Street Band. I did. And I had a plan. I executed it. Yes, you had to have good luck. But you know what? There's plenty of people that don't do the plan and then curse because things didn't work out. You were prepared. You were ready. And then when you had your chance, you know, you hit it out of the park. And and the coolest thing I would say, Jay Clemens tweeted today, like, amazing show last night. Tom brings all this energy and, like, that made me smile. And then oh, that I, is tweet, wonderful. I tweeted at Stevie today mm -hmm. uh, and I, I said uh, – uh, Stephen Van Zandt, Bruce Springsteen, thank you in the yeah. E Street Band. Thank you for working on the highway with me um, last night. And Stevie Van Zandt tweeted back at me, said, and I'm reading this straight from my phone. Uh, You're an inspiration for everyone who believes it pays to be prepared, and like that just means a lot. It, it's it, it. When I read that tweet, I got a little misty because that's it. You were prepared. You did the work. All of us have dreams and all of us have, oh, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great to write a best-selling novel, but I don't want to put the work in it? Wouldn't right. it be great? And you spend your time playing, you know, um, rock guitar, you know, or the guitar video game instead of actually playing, you know, with it. So good for you. Yeah. This Thank is you. amazing. I'm, I'm so happy for you. Thank and, you. And I'm kind of proud that you you make all us fans you know do well um because it is a big thing it's one thing when bruce brings a kid on stage for working on a you know for waiting on a sunny day yeah. he knows he can get that kid through it no matter what yeah but 
if you don't carry your weight, this just looks awkward. And it would have been it would have been a mess. Um, well, and you would have gotten off there quick. And I think and I think what would have happened is they can turn the guitar off, right? And Stevie can whisper in my ear, "Stop hitting the strings." Yeah. But I still remember Stevie looking at me. He looked at me. He goes, "You got it," and that yeah. was all I needed. And I just oh, I just went awesome. with him. It was special. Well, was so, special. so the next time you see Bruce. You're probably not going to push your luck, though. You may. Okay. I will um, not try to do that again. Um, it's for, it's someone else's turn. That's a sweet thing to say. Um, are there songs that you hope to hear live? I'd love to hear I'm Going Down. Okay. Um, that I, is the – by the way, I don't know if you know this, but I just got a um, – someone tweeted me. There is a – new to me, a Bruce um, – database that you can go sign up for a free account yeah. and you pick your shows it's and it will give you um it's a boss time dot nl okay. and it's it's uh yeah www.mybosstime.com or boss time dot nl you okay. create a free account and then it has every concert he's ever done Really, and, and you select the concerts you've done, you've attended, and then it creates your own personal statistics, your That's what so songs you've heard and what number, and then what songs per album you've heard. That's so, so cool. oh, it's so cool. And then what rare songs you've heard, and um, and I was like ninety something of uh, born in the USA, and so I got to thinking, well. I wonder what – and Going Down is the only song from Born in the USA I've not heard. Really? Yeah. Um, wow, even Downbound Train? Yeah. I, I've, actually, I've actually done that a couple of times. Um, and so like Ashbury Park, I've done 44%. Wild the Anderson, 43 Born to Run, 100%. Yeah, um, Darkness at 70. River, of course, 100. Nebraska, yes. 40. And then Born in the USA, 92 um wow and so it gives you all this break like i've only gotten 10 percent of lucky town <laughs> you know <laughs> that, that's probably 10 percent more than a lot of other yes nine percent on tracks wow that's shocking so anyway it's very it's free it's very cool it tells you it you know it gives you you know like this is a personal premiere like you were at a show where this was a premiere of at a concert or something so it's it's a great thing i recommend it hard but no, yeah so anyway um what other songs would you love to hear um i'd probably i i'd love to hear um serenade okay or incident on uh incident on 52nd street um i've still never heard glory days or born in the usa live um never heard those two um, i um, he did it at Louisville as yeah. a tour premiere and yeah. that was cool. And what was very neat is when he did the NCAA tour, you yeah, know, the free jump. show, you know, he did both. He did glory yeah. days and, um, dancing in the dark because it was a very hit centric show, Yeah, which was a lot of fun because he knew, you know, my audience is here, not necessarily to see me. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think, I mean, Glory Days is a cool song. 
Yeah, I um going back. I I I, remember, I was thinking about this. Reason to believe. I'd love to hear live. Oh yeah, that'd be good. I yeah. love that song. Um, Johnny ninety nine would be cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I I'm trying. It, it's hard when I go through um just everything. If I were like on tracks and everything, um, yeah. I've seen roulette. I've seen be true. I've seen my love will not let you down. Where the bands are would be cool to hear. I. I... That was I. That was on my wish list for this river outtakes that he would have done that. I really yeah. hope. Yeah, and I'm see. wondering if he because he played "I Want to Be with You," but that was on a sign. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if that's in his head, especially with my level now. Let you down being on the set list uh, pretty regularly now, so he's got that album in his head. Yeah. Um. Is that it for this tour? Yeah, that's it for me on this tour. Now, he keeps extending it and extending it, and if he were to go to New Jersey or New York or Philly again, I will mm-hmm. probably I, – I probably wouldn't get pit tickets, but I, yeah. I'd probably just go again. Um, I am hoping that he does – you know, there's this talk about a solo tour. Yeah, and, that's what I keep in the acoustic album. Yeah, and that would be really fun to do. Yeah, it would be. I that would be a really cool show yes. to do. I, I I wouldn't be able to do working on the highway with him at that tour, but that's okay. No, that's okay. Yes. Well, I don't know. He might call you. You know, hey yeah. Tom, pull me up. I, like, I need I need some backup. I like to think I'm on E Street Reserve. Like, yes, sir. Uh, well, you know, you're you're a member of the band. You did I, a whole song. I did a whole song. I did a song from beginning to end. So I, you know, when. If I was telling the story, it would be, yeah, me and the E Street did over three hours. <laughs> yeah, I was a part of a three and a half hour marathon. Absolutely. It doesn't matter how long. It just matters right. how long. Um, so, Tom, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. I hope you had a oh, good no. time. I had a oh, blast. So much. It, it was really good here talking with you. I, it's been fun telling the story a lot. Oh, I bet. <laughs> um, if someone wants to reach you, how should they? Um, I can be reached on Facebook. Um, I, uh, I'm also, my Twitter is at Tom England 74. My Instagram is, uh, T England 74. Um, and my email is tom.m.england at gmail.com. All right. Very good. When do you go back to school? I'm going back on Saturday. So and now that I've, uh, I'll live, I'll keep living my dream tomorrow. I'll keep living in my fandom tomorrow. Yes. Um, and and I'll, I'll go back to reality on Wednesday. Very nice. Um, hang in there, Tom, while I finish. If yeah. you want to be on the podcast and talk about Bruce and all that implies, please send us an email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. We do have a Facebook page and a Twitter account at setlustingbruce. Please check that out. We'd also appreciate you going to iTunes to rate and review us. It helps people find us. Tom, you are working on a dream, and you tried to make it real, and it did. Uh, We're going to close with this. There's a dark cloud rising from the desert floor. I packed my bags, and I'm heading straight into the storm. Going to be a twister to blow everything down that ain't got the fate to stand its ground. Blow away the dreams that tear you apart. Blow away the dreams that break your heart. Blow away the lies that leave you nothing but lost and brokenhearted. The dogs on Main Street howl because they understand. If I could take one moment into my hands, Mr. I ain't a boy, no, I'm a man, and I believe in a promised land. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you soon.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 